You remember, we had to go wrong way. Yes, yes. And, and according to history, that was your way of telling your followers and your fans to accept the fact that Desmond did win the festival fair and square. Yes. That's true. That, that is true. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, so guys, I've been saying it for years, so now Toots have confirmed the story that he did come out and, well, the recording is there to prove it. Yeah, because I, I won several times, so right. he could, uh, there's no problem. <laughs> now, you have, but you, you, what was it about the festival that you really that you like so much because for the first couple of years you have entered and you have won it three times. Yes, I won it three times because the song was more logical. Mm-hmm. And anybody who won it, who read it, the song has to be logical. Right, right, right. I mean, like, say something for the, the children can listen to it and start to sing it at the same time. Right. That's fit, that's song. Right, right. If you if you if you do festival song and have a lot of words that people cannot gravitate to at the same time, that's not festival song. That's a normal dance or reggae song. You know, right, right. it has to be it has to be special. Uh, when you were approached this year, because you're in it again this year, when you were approached this year to, you know, they want to bring it back and bring back some life into it. Um, I understand that you never hesitated a minute. Um, Yes. As, as big a star as you, why did you think you you know you should you should be in it this time? Well, I don't want to be in it, but um, all my fans told me that the festival has gone down, so we really have to get the song to to build it build it back up, you know. Right, right, right. So, and they asked me to do it. I told them that I don't have anyone to. See my song, and I'm in the studio producing every day. Mm-hmm. I've got the time, and then they said, "Yes, you you can just do it for us because I love them and respect them." And right, right. so I just said, "Yeah, let me do it. Okay, let me do it." So I I, I wrote this song from three years, uh, three years. Um, oh, really? So yeah. So right. I have I have three of them prepared already. Oh, so I need some someone to sing them so right. and I just I just think it's one because Jamaican need to, to, to come up and, and stand up for their rights and to stand up, you know, right. properly and to make sure that we we rise up. Right. And we can we cannot we cannot give up no matter about the the problem that going around the world. Mm-hmm. We have to rise up, yeah? Right. Um you're one of the few artists that at one point, let me let me set the record straight. At one point, you you had the most number one songs in Jamaica, a total of thirty one number one songs. Yes. Um, yes. you were one of the few artists that it doesn't matter which producer you work with. You started out with Clement Dodd, you went to Prince Buster, Leslie Kong, and Chris Blackwell, and you were just and Byron having, Lee. And Byron Lee, and you were just having number ones like. Some artists would be at one producer, now get no hits, and then they move to another one. But you yes. got big tune in every producer you work with. And I produce my available produce because they, you cannot produce something that you don't have. I, I, I'm the producer for all of my songs, my creation, my bass line, and now I start to play bass. I play guitar, I play keyboard from all those days. I've been playing those things, but nobody. 
Really? Oh, I never know. I, I never tell anyone. What? I'm the creator. Yeah, I'm the creator. I play. I play my my festival song. I play the bass. I play keyboard. I play guitar. I play everything away from blowing instruments. So and I created. I created the everything. So you And um, I'm I'm working with my angel, and we we make sure that Jamaica have a good song, and you know, it's so not about all. It's not about money or right. winning. Right. It's about it's about the respect we have for for the country, and then we need a, a good song. So I think uh, I should have a good song. Right. Uh, I don't say I am greater than nobody else, but I try to do a good song. But are you saying that those years when you were getting when you were making number ones for? Prince Buster, you were making number one for Beverly's. You were involved in the production of those songs? I, I was the only one. They don't have nothing. They don't have the, all they do, they give us five shillings, ten <laughs> shillings, sometimes they buy a few Gucci's party, and uh, that's all we get for our number one song. Wow. And then we have nothing. And I'm the one who goes to the musicians and tell them what I, what, what I want with my right. first string guitar, with my little guitar that I that I made, I made my little guitar, and I have all these uh, arrangements on my guitar. Okay. And, in, and, in my, and I told him, make it like this, and, and they, right, they, they, right. They, they, they do better than what I say, and in the vibe, you know? Right, right. You know, so, so therefore, uh, all the people them do, they just buy us a lunch, you know, <laughs> give us no money for the number one song. They, 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 and call them say producer because they right. are the one who pay the money For the to the musicians. Right. A little money like a you know, a little small money. Right. It's not a pay it's like a payholder or something, you know, right. it's right. anything. But but they are nothing more. They are nothing more. They are just uh, So you you need most of your work. They were executive producers, that's what they would call They them. were executive producers and I am the producer. And you're the producer. But, yeah, and they, because they cannot produce nothing, nobody at all in this world cannot produce nothing that they don't have. Right, you have to have it first. So I am the one who has the music, has the song, has the words, everything, and the attitude and everything. Right. Um, you were, there are two artists in Jamaica that have ever had an A-side and B-side go number one. You had an A-side and a B-side in 1965. Yes. Daddy in one side and It's You, the other side. And the other side, yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, no, just you and the other guys, Lorraine Akins, uh, Akins, whatever his name, you were the only one that have an A-side, B-side that go number one. Yes, and in the world, I think, I think Gifters... They have one like that too in the whole oh, world. Nobody else. Well, we are talking Jamaican artists. <laughs> <laughs> they used to have that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking Jamaican yeah. artists. Uh, okay. You are the, the only one. Now, there's a lot of debate and disagreement, misinformation about the word reggae. And uh, <laughs> you, we want you to set the record straight. You were the first yeah. artist to use the word reggae. In a song, yes. Tell, tell them I'm the one who the, the music was there playing some, by some great musicians, but some people would call it blue beat and boogie beat and a different kind of a name. But 
when I sit down myself with Jerry and Rally, three of us, and we, we hear this beat, and, you know, there was a slang in Jamaica called Striggy. If a girl don't have a nice clothes, we call her Striggy. right. And if, and if we don't properly have one of our shirt and pants properly, nowadays I see people using, uh, wearing, uh, young boy wearing pants, um, down on his, uh, on right. his buttocks. Mm -hmm. And that would be straight, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we can we, we cannot do nothing like that. So this word straight come up, and so I thought I I, I take it from straight to reggae, and and that was a a slip. I never planned it. It just happened that I'm the one who coined the word reggae. No, Mr. Hibbert, did you imagine at all that this word was gonna go worldwide? Uh, 52 years later, the word is still... <laughs> Did you ever think of that? Not, not even what time. Not even what time. <laughs> never thought of it. <laughs> never, yeah. never thought of it. Never thought of it. No, no, you know, we have so much. Because you are a living legend. When people say that about you, how do you feel? I, I feel bad. You feel bad? <laughs> Why would you feel bad? Uh, well, from my understanding, uh -huh. I never considered the word great could go to me. And I never even want no one to call me great. I don't think I'm greater than anybody. I think I'm just now marry you, you know. <laughs> well, you might think so, but the world, the world does not think so. You are okay. a living legend. Um, your 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 colleagues, people that you work with, like from them time, Jimmy Cliff, Derek Morgan, uh, Bob Marley, and those guys. How would you, in today's world, how? Do you miss working with them? Would you want to work? You know, how do you see yourself when you think of your early colleagues? Yeah, man, I think I really feel um, sad about all of these guys. Arthur Ellis, Bob, all the great people. Bob Andy, uh, Delroy, I can't name them all. Right, right. There's a lot of... All of us, Jarolta, Lord, Lord, and um, it's really hard. Um, but I'm, I'm carrying the music still. I'm not going to give up the music. Right, right, right. You got to be tough, yeah. That that's the new one, and we're gonna talk about that. But you work with all these producers, not a lot, but you you have long term relationship with Mister Dad. Yeah, man. But where where did you think you were more productive? At what stage with the producer that you work with, Leslie Kong, Byron Lee, well, who, who you work I'm, with? Well, I understand you. Well, I'm number one with Carson, number one with, with Greenbuster, number one well, with, with Leslie Kong, number one, number one with Joe Green, number one, number one with everybody. Yeah. So nobody, none of them is better than the other. <laughs> but, no, I, I didn't mean to say they're better than each other. But where did you find you? You were more, uh, more creative. Who gave you the more room for you to do what you wanted to do? Vibes, 
Well, I, I, I go tell you that is Byron Lee. Byron Lee. Yeah, it is, it is, um, you know, because you and I born the same month and he has some good vibes and you don't sing and you don't, you just do what he do, how he does and, um, we are, we are good friends. Uh, I would call it good friends. He, he acted to me like the good friends, but he still never pay me any good money. But, but I still respect him. Right, right. And I, we miss each other. And, and he, I miss him, but I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, you, you are now 77 years old, correct? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Where do you, where, and I spoke about this earlier. Where do you, I saw you on TV, you know, Sunday I saw you on TV. Where do you get the energy at your age, brethren? Where do you get this energy to perform? <laughs> when I saw you the other day, you know what? It, it took me back to as a child in Jamaica. I used to watch Nuggets for the Needy. And okay. that was your show. You, you used to kill everybody on that show. Nuggets for the yeah. needy. Uh, um, and I saw you the other day and I'm like, you haven't, you haven't lost any. Where do you get your energy? Well, you know, I would go into a church with my parents. So, mm -hmm. I have a church feeling, clap and church, and a Pocomina church, and the uh, all kinds of seven-day church. I go to all church. And I end up with Coptic Church, which is some homemade restaurant. That's what we are, you know, and right. we, we are like a parent. So anything I do, you have to come out, come out very good because I'm a spiritual person. Yeah, and one of the things that people talk about when it comes to you, you sing all these spiritual and conscious and religious songs, but you never grew dreadlocks. Why, why, why didn't you not grow dreadlocks? No, I didn't have to do that because I just want to praise the Almighty, eternal word of God. And then when I use the word Rastafari, I don't mean it as a dreadlock thing because every year, every strand I hear on your ear is, is a lock. Mm -hmm. It's in chapter number, chapter number six. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 44, and if you search, you will find it. Right. And then all these things that they said, I, listened, I read them and I listened to them, and I realized that I should just be where I want to be. And right. if a man wants to wear long hair, he can wear it. Right, right. He, he's, not, he's not pleasing me, uh, he was pleasing himself by pleasing uh, his spirit and his knowledge, you know. Right, so. Right. I don't go jailbacks, and I never trim my beard because when you trim your beard and it's going back, it, it's itchy. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't trim my beard neither. It just go like that. Oh wow! <laughs> so you don't, you don't trim, you don't cut none of your hair, you don't cut your hair no, or anything like that. Not, not since I return and be guilt. Maybe when I was little, my parents sent me to the barber, but. And I used to be a barber too. So you were a barber. Um, yes, and I used to do boxing too. I'm, a, I'm a everything, and I just settle for for music. So after all, you have tried this and you have tried that. Just you just realize that music is is your calling. Better because um, it is the best. You don't have to physically hurt anyone. No, no. 
I, I know there's a subject that, you know, I spoke to you years ago when you first won the Grammy, uh, about 2005, I was with a different station then, and um, I'm told not to bring up the subject, and over the past 50 years, <laughs> here you go, yeah, they said, don't talk, don't talk to him about it, but the world wants Nobody to know. Nobody can talk to me about anything. Ah, there you go. The anything. world. Don't, listen. Don't follow those. Don't follow those words. <laughs> All right. The anything. I'm right here. Anything you want to talk about. I have a true story about everything. I know you do. There, there are songs. There are songs that you as a songwriter, I think you follow the African tradition in telling the history of what's happening in songs or in spoken words. A song yeah. like Monkey Man. I read and I found out what it's what was behind that the lyrics of those songs. You want to, yes. you want to, should I tell you and you confirm it or you tell us? Yeah, go, go for it. Okay, what I heard, what I learned. Um, back in those days, um, communism was referred to as monkey politics. And the monkey man you referred to in that song was, um, uh, Walter Rodney, who was a socialist out of Guyana. And you thought the Prime Minister at the time, which was you, Shearer, was paying too much attention to him. And you were saying, I see you hugging up the big monkey man. Is that true? No, not no, true. Not true. What was behind not, monkey man? What behind it, I was working, singing some song with um, Beverly's. Mm-hmm. Beverly Come mm-hmm. and Orange Street and then you have a big brother named Fats. Mm-hmm. He's very he's told us well in the family. He's very big and tall and not looking good looking. He's very okay. ugly. Also, okay. <laughs> so he came to me and and um his brother Les told me that Toots what do I say about my brother? He's so ugly, you know, and he's miserable. And he's, I said, no, no, Liz, I'm not going to do it because he's a big, and if he, if he bumps me, though, I will be dead. Right. So, so I can't write us about him. So he said he's going to tell him. And he, his brother go and told him that, yeah, man, I want to say something about you. He said, all right, tell him to go okay. and, and sing it. So I went to him and said, Mr. Fox, the brother said, I must sing and sing about you, you know? Because you're homely and everything. He said, no. He laughed at me. Go write it, man. Go write it. Yes. So I write this thing about him. It's like I have a girlfriend. And uh, it's a story of a girlfriend. And I went to buy some lunch for her Mm -hmm. and leave him with Mr. Fox. And when I came back, Mr. Mr. Fats, she hugged up Mr. Fats. Ah. So, so I just said, you're hugging up the big monkey, man. I wrote a song like that, and uh, it was just a joke. <laughs> so you have nothing to do with politics? Nothing, nothing. Okay, yet, I'm glad you cleared that up. The next song is Scare Them, Scare Him. Yeah. Same thing with Walter Rodney, the University of the West Indies inviting him to come to Jamaica. And yes. uh, there was an uproar that he shouldn't come, and you put that song out, scare him. But, but you remember, about? you know, you have good memory, man. That's that's the same way it goes. 
That one is true. True, very true. Very true. You you thought you scared him. Don't make him come right. here. <laughs> Don't right. make him come here. I remember I think it was Michael Mali inviting him to Jamaica, I think, uh from Cuba, or something like that. I you know, I never remember until you asked me a while ago. Well, so it's, it's really it's really true you're talking. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're a good guy, man. That that one is uh, is true. Okay. Pressure drop. Who was the pressure being dropped on? Um, that's what I heard. I heard it was supposed to be for uh, Leslie Kong. Is that true? Yeah, what I, what I recall is that some up there is the uh, old camp fit, you know, wear it. I think it's, I think it's up there, never is. So you didn't have a particular person in mind, just who you yeah, were? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, I sing this song. Uh, I sing this song, a song before, and they didn't give me. They used to give us three shillings, three chairs, and they didn't give us any. Okay. And they didn't want to go on and get some food and things like that. And then we realized now we get bigs. Me and Jerry Matthias and Valley Garden, we get bigs. And <laughs> so we want to quarrel, you know. Yeah. But so we, but you will come from the church, we, 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 we cannot take it down. Somebody just said, well, pressure going to drop on you. Okay, now, and the last song, the last song I'm going to ask you about, because it's so, there are a lot of debate about this. 54-46. Tell us, yeah, man. why did you write that song? Well, when I was in the festival, I was preparing to go on my first tour. Um, the festival that I'm talking about is Bam Bam. Mm -hmm. 1966. Yes, yeah, so uh, we're getting ready after winning the festival and we'll be going my first tour. I never smoke no weed, no cigarette, no weed, no drink, nothing. And then people know, some other artists know, and artists, managers know, and they try to light but I smoke I never smoke no weed and no police never catch me with no weed. It's a long story. I just cut in your shot mm -hmm. to show you that never have any herb, I never smoke. And um I never go to prison. They take me to a place up um Portland, St. Mary mm -hmm. and keep me there for um Almost months, a nine, few months. Nine, was it nine months? Um, well, nine months, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. But no. they, took, they took me there. Those days when they, when they, traffic, uh, when they say, 18 months. So I never do I never do that. Right. And they never got me to prison. Um, the judge told me, if I know her with me, so I could go to Richmond Park mm -hmm. up, up St. Mary and they allow me to get my clothes, my own clothes, my food from my home. My wife take take bus and bring my food two times a day and bring money for me. Get my clothes and the and the the judge should have my guitar. So it was a planting. They pay the police um, thirteen pounds. Thirteen. I think it, I think it's fourteen pounds. Right. Right. 
uh, and to to tell liar or the idiot thing them go with you know but it's like politics and then I I, I wrote this song called fifty four forty six. I never have a number because we are, if you are in prison you have to have a number because you have to go and work and all right. of I don't do the, I never have been to those places. So where did you get so, the number from? Where did the number come from? The number is my composition. Okay, you just came up with song. I'm, I'm, I'm a songwriter, so I, I know the humor of the rest and I do. You know, just like I have, uh, I'm doing um, um, Red of Jamaica, I know the humor. What now, you've been around every decade from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 20s. You, you have a hit song, hit song or hit album. Um, in 1980, one of, to me, one of your best albums was an album called Just Like That. You remember that album? Yeah. Yeah, man. And I believe, and I, I was in college when it came out, and um, I used to play that record like every day, every day. And my yeah. favorite track from that album, which today is still my favorite Toots Ebert song, is this song. It's this song. Of all the songs you have done. <laughs> all right. Of all the songs, and I love them all. But you see this one yeah. here? You see this one here? I hear a different I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you just, you just have a different feel to it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Is it a true story? Is it, um, you know... Is it a true story? Did she just walk out just like that? Yeah, yeah walking out, out of my room uh, just like that. Just it's like a love that. song, no? Yeah, but what is it just lyrics you put together you were describing something that really happened to you? Well, it never happened to me, but it can happen to anybody, so I just <laughs> put something together. <laughs> it can happen to any, any one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, I just love this song. I played and I yeah. played and I played. You, Thank you. are walking out of my room. Yeah, man. Like yeah, this is a bad joke. Hey, you have a good voice too. <laughs> hey, when you're, when you're ready, I come do vocals for you, background vocals. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, let's, when you, over the years, you have, you have been attracted and a lot of rock and pop stars have been attracted to you. When you do they call upon you or you seek them out? How, how did it go? They call upon me, they want to do something with me. Nice. And um you how do you when someone calls upon you, you, you check their credentials, the, what their their histories are management do? management do that. Okay, okay, okay. So once I agree Management finished all the deal. Right. Of all of them, who, who did you enjoy working with the, uh, the most? All of them, really, you know, all of them. All of them. Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt, yes. Um, ben Harper. Ben Harper. Bonnie Raitt. Hello, he's a great guy, too. Yeah, yeah. And, is. um, um, Richard Davagado right, right. and, and everyone and it, 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 the, the song was yes and um, the song was um, a lot of great what a guitarist 
guy name again um, from England. Um, Eric Clapton. He, Eric Clapton, man, he's yeah. a yes. great guy. I, I love him too. I love every one of these guys, and it makes me feel good, very yeah. good. Oh, oh, is there anyone left that um, I know you were really, really influenced by Otis Redding? I, I've read that several times. You, you said uh, Otis Redding uh, had a great impact on you. Why, why did Otis Redding have such a great impact on you? Because he's he's so very different. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a like a. A gospel guy, right. gospel. Okay. And I'm the same gospel guy those days, you know. Right, right, right. So when we sing, it's like we don't need to have instruments. Our voice is instruments. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and also Richard's Rolling Stone. And then um, we just know that they are my fans and I'm their fans, right, so right, right. I could do just like what I did with Bob Marley. I do one of his songs on my um, Got a Beat of Album, and also uh, I did I did I did, did songs, but I didn't get to meet Otis. But I know I can have more than one tone of voice, so right, I can right. do things with my voice. I can sound like anybody. Right, a, a lot of music critics from the New York Times to the the, the the New York Post, the Daily News, and the Village Voice, and all those papers, they always compare you and call you the Otis Redding of reggae. What? <laughs> you mean what? You know that. They always call you the Otis. You know, when they compare anybody, it's always Toots and Otis Redding. Otis for R&B and Toots for reggae. You were, you were like, like the, the Otis Redding for, for reggae. It, that, to me, that's a great compliment when you consider who Otis Redding was. Yeah, he was a great person. Great singer, great performer, great songwriter. When, when, I, still, I still put him before me. Yeah. When you do, when you did this album, Toots in Memphis, um, that's one of your best albums, by the way. You, you, you did some country western, some pop stuff, some blues stuff, like you have never done before. What triggered that? What, what made you, you did that album, Toots in Memphis? Well, when you go to Memphis. He meant this Tennessee, hey, it's some wicked music here, you know. Yes, yes, true. So, somebody just say, I go there with my songs, me and um, Sly and Ravi, and um, Teeny Ochiz, he died now. Mm -hmm. And then we just record his songs, and also Sly was my influence of me doing, Baby! <laughs> I'm a man and the sea by Otis Redding. Yes, yes. And um, we did that there too. It's about a song. And it was a good, it was a good session. That, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I we met, uh, we met Rufus Thomas. Oh, nice. You know, yes. Funky Chicken. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Funky Chicken. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
I just yeah. I just called his name the other day. His daughter Carla yeah. Thomas and uh, and Rufus. Now 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 yeah. you have a a forthcoming album. Um, tell us about this album. Got to be tough. Yeah, you know what's going on now. Which I wrote this album from a long time, maybe two years, uh, maybe four, mm-hmm. and then um, this virus called came in uh, um, just the other day. Uh, I wrote my song long, long ago. Long ago. But my meaning to this song is: don't give up. Believe in yourself. Believe in God. And believe in what you do. So when things come out like what's going on now, you gotta be tough to fight and get out of it and to to be a champion out of all these things. So that's why I call my album. You gotta be tough. Uh, what number album is, will this be? You, you have any idea what number album will this be? I'm gonna I don't start checking it. <laughs> maybe about the hundred and fiftieth album. Yeah, because sometimes when you release the album, you go to New York, people make babies out of my album. Yes, 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 yes. Babies, they make one more of that. They make a next one of it. There's a lot of babies. So if you should check that, maybe it would be. A lot. A, a lot. It will be. Um, yeah. in, in May 2013, you had an incident. How are you feeling now um, after that incident? In um... Well, I'm not, feeling, I'm not feeling so great about after the incident because my hair don't, it just began to grow back now. Okay. <laughs> so, the... well, I have to cut off my hair mm-hmm. because of the surgery. And I was in... Um, um, and that was again, Nigel. Um, you, you mean the incident happened in Richmond, uh, Virginia? Virginia, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, w- I went to do a, uh, a charity show mm-hmm. for the students. And it's, um, one of the students, he loved my song so well. And he'd been singing the song. People told me, he'd been singing the song from night. And, they when I started singing the song, he, he get crazy. He want something. The, the liquor, the liquor went to I his don't head. Know, I, don't, I don't know where I don't know where he get it from. Nobody know where he get get it from. And he, hello. Yeah. Yeah, and he just come and um, I, I heard that he that him put no water in it. He just drink it straight, so he got wow. to burn his stomach very right. hard and burn his brain. So he got he just, he just want to throw throw in the bottle. And it dropped right in my head. Right in <laughs> no, no, I heard later, years later, I read somewhere that you had forgiven him for that. Is that true? Yeah, man. You forgave him for real? Yeah. Why would you forgive someone who, who could have, you know, done your life, done your career? Why would you forgive he someone? He never know what he was doing. He never know one thing that he was doing. Okay. So, and he's a young guy, you know. Right. I mean, the colleges, so I have to uh, do what I have to do best. Right. Well, you got a good heart, obviously, because <laughs> most people wouldn't forgive a man like that who could have, you know, could have killed you with, the, with that battle. And, and because he didn't treat up to me, exactly. Okay. All right. So we understand that. All right. Yeah. So um, you are now in the festival song competition. 
Uh, I'm going to play your festival entry, um, Rise Up Jamaicans. And your number is 876-444-7706. Um, yes. I have spoken to a, a few of the contestants and um, I asked them to identify whatever charity yes. they, they will donate part of their proceeds or part of their winnings. Yes. Who will get some of your winnings if you win? Well, you have any particular charity that winning, you winning is have my foundation, but winning is in my mind because I write the song. Just write the song for people to, to stand on their own two feet and, and and don't go down. Lift up your head, only you know. Lift up your head and hoping that uh, the world. Could could lift up uh, because people are suffering too much because of misunderstanding. So people should rise up and know themselves and, and speak the right way, more intelligently, and much more for the kids right. to but, learn all these songs. These songs are educated songs. But there is a possibility that you can walk away with three million dollars. So if that happens, yes. if that happens, that's a possibility. Is there a particular charity? Are uh, you talking about the the Tootsie Bird Foundation or any other charity that you would you would assist? But once I have something to give, I will always give to no one person to where I can see to give, and, and where I can give, I will always give. Okay. And sometimes you have nothing to give, so right, right. I'll so, be everything in mind. We don't want to be. Great, I just want to be me. <laughs> right. So, as we close out, uh, Mr. Hibbert, how are you feeling within yourself? Um, you're in good health. Obviously, you know, we saw you on TV a couple of times and you're still jumping up and down and carry on. I saw you at Rebel Salute this past uh, January and I couldn't believe my eyes that you were that stood there jumping up and down, carrying on like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. So, how do you feel within yourself? <laughs> Well, I go to the gym and I exercise and nice, I praise nice, God. Nice. I love people the way I love myself. Nice, nice, nice. I, I just believe at, at Rebel Salute, I think the time was just too short because by the time you start to get get in the groove, it was what I gave you, like 30 minutes or something like that? Yeah, that was nothing because I didn't get a warm up as yet. And that's what I was telling everybody. I'm like, listen, you know, when I saw where you started to really warm up. And it was just about time for you to go. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, when when a man like you go on stage, you're supposed to get two hours. <laughs> you're supposed to get two hours. <laughs> a three hour be working on. Oh man, Listen, it's my pleasure and the world's pleasure to have you on the radio. Yeah? Yeah, 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 man, it was, it's a pleasure talking to you so long. Yeah, talking to me so long. I, I have a, a, a wicked music on the keyboard waiting for me now to go play. To go play, all right. And I, I still have to talk to you for one hour or something like that, but it's my pleasure talking to you, my brother. It's my pleasure talking to you too. So you take care and we'll stay in touch, okay? 
Well, when you see me, you just shout me because sometimes I, I don't remember your faces. Right. But when you tell me one thing, you say, what? Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, are you this? All right. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word. I'll take your point. Whenever we can travel, because right now, no traveling until such time. Thank you. Yeah, no, sir, yes. But we'll stay in touch. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I wish you all the goodness in this, in, in this life. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you.